Then the author Imam al-Barbahari rahimahullah he brings an, another point which occurs here on page 264 point number 39 that Imam al-Barbahari rahimahullah he said Muhammadin ومواريثهم وذبائحهم والصلاة عليهم ولا نشهد لأحد بحقيقة الإيمان حتى يأتي بجميع شرائع الإسلام فإن قصر في شيء من ذلك كان ناقص الإيمان حتى يتوب وأعلم أن إيمانه إلى الله تعالى تام الإيمان أو ناقص الإيمان إلا ما أظهر لك من تبيئ شرائع الإسلام. saying of Imam Al-Barahari رحمه الله and know that this world is an abode of إيمان true faith and Islam and the nation of Muhammad صلى الله عليه وسلم in it are believers and Muslims with regard to rulings, inheritance, slaughtering animals, and with regard to praying the funeral prayer <coughs> over them. And we do not bear witness for any of them that he is a true believer unless he fulfills all of the duties of Islam. So if he neglects any of that, then he will be deficient in Iman until he repents. And you should know that his Iman is left to Allah, the Most High. He left to Allah to judge whether he is complete in Iman or incomplete in Iman. Unless he manifests to you neglect of the Islamic duties. Shaykh Razan, Hafizullah, he said in explanation, he's saying, وَأَلَمْ بِأَنَّ الدُّنْيَا دَارُ إِيمَانٍ وَإِسْلَامٍ And you should know that this world is an abode of Iman, true faith and Islam. He said, meaning that Islam and Iman, true faith, are in this world, in the dunya, which is the place, the abode of action. As for the akhirah, as for the hereafter, then it is the abode of jaza, of recompense. So Islam and Iman are to be found in this world. So it makes the distinction, this world is a place of action. So Iman and Islam. <coughs> and the hereafter, that is the place where the recompense is. Jazar. He said, As for one who dies upon other than Islam and Iman, then he is a kafir, a disbeliever. And it will not benefit him that on the day of resurrection, when he witnesses that which he disbelieved in, that he then believes in it. It will not benefit him 
that he then believes in it or that he wishes to return and seeks from his Lord that he can return in order to believe none of that will benefit him then even des that desire there that wish won't benefit him he said he the most high said وَلَوْ تَرَى إِذْ وُقِفُوا عَلَى النَّارِ فَقَالُوا يَا لَيْتَنَا نُرَدُّ وَلَا نُكَذِّبَ بِآيَاتِ رَبِّنَا وَنَكُونَ مِنَ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ Surah Al-An'am, the sixth surah, ayah 27. In the context of the disbelievers, what they say on the day of resurrection. The explanation, and if only you could see, when they are held in the fire, and they will say, Woe to us! Would that we could be sent back into the world and then not deny the signs of our Lord and so that we could be from the believers. Shaykh Razan said, And there is a distinction between Islam and Iman. There is a distinction to be made between Islam and Iman, true faith. Because the deen, the religion, is of three levels. And he mentioned the three levels of the religion. The first is Islam, first level. The second is Al-Iman, true faith. Thirdly is Al-Ihsan, the third and highest level is Al-Ihsan. Roughly translated, perfection of worship. So Islam, first level, second and high level, Iman, and the third level and highest, Al Ihsan. He said, as occurs in the hadith of Jibreel, the famous hadith of Jibreel, and Jibreel came to the Prophet and asked him about Iman and Islam and Ihsan and the signs of the hour to the end of the famous hadith. As occurs in the hadith of Jibreel, and the broadest and the widest of them, these three levels, is Islam, the level of Islam. Because Islam is al-istislam fi Islam is to submit, to surrender outwardly. When the person outwardly submits to Islam and surrenders, that's it. It's counted as being a Muslim. So Islam, <coughs> that level, uh, Islam is to surrender outwardly. And then he may be a believer inwardly. Or he may be a hypocrite who is just submitting outwardly but be a, but a disbeliever inwardly. And we, will, we, will, we will know. As for those who submit outwardly, then we judge them as being Muslims. They've entered into Islam. Outwardly we see them displaying Islam. So we can't, we can't distinguish what is in the heart of that person. Is he submitting in his heart as well as he is outwardly or not? Is he a, is he a believer in his heart? Or is he a hypocrite with, with regard to what's in his heart? In either case, both will fall under that first one. Outward, submi outward submission, the level of Islam. Then the Sheikh said, As for Iman, the next and highest, le the higher level, second level, as for Iman, then it is only applied, uh, rather he said, it is not applied to the hypocrite, the monafiq. The next level, Iman, that's not applied to the hypocrite. 
for the believer who is complete in Iman enters into it, into the level of Iman. The believer who is complete in his Iman enters into it. And the believer who is deficient in his Iman enters into it. The first level, the first and broadest level, everyone who submits outwardly, and that's all we see from outward submission to Islam, then they enter into it. The Muslim and the hypocrite who is submitting outwardly. They're both entering to the level of Islam. As far as we can see, they're all Muslims. But the next and higher level, that is not applied to the hypocrite, the level of Iman, true faith. And to the second level, the higher level, only a believer enters into it, one who is a believer in his heart. A true believer. Whether he's a complete believer, or he's a believer who is deficient in his Iman. But they enter into this second level. He said, <coughs> and when they, Islam and Iman, are mentioned together, when these two, two terms are mentioned together, as occurs here in the text, when they're mentioned together, then in that case, Islam means the outward rulings. And what is meant by Iman are the inner rulings. And again, this is a, a side point here. This is a point we've had a number of times. Sheikh Fawzal is making the principle here. The point, as occurs here in the text, where this world is a place of Iman and Islam. When the two are mentioned together, they separate in meaning. But when they're mentioned, both mentioned together in the text, that Islam means the outward duties of Islam. The prayers, the zakat, and so on and so forth. Whereas Iman, in that case, that's referring to the inner, and it will give the evidence, Hadith and Jibreel. Iman refers to the inner beliefs, the beliefs of the heart, the actions and beliefs of the heart. So he said, so when they're mentioned together, then Islam in that case, when they're mentioned together, both of them mentioned, Islam means the outward rulings, and Iman means the inward rulings. As occurs in the Hadith of Jibreel, that Islam is that you testify that none has the right to be worshipped except Allah and that Muhammad is the messenger of Allah and that, and that you establish the prayer and that you give the zakat and that you fast Ramadan and that you perform hajj to the house Sheikh said these are the outward actions the actions of the tongue and the limbs he said he said, when Jibreel said to the Prophet he said, and inform me about Iman. So he said, and took me the billahi wa malaikatihi wa kutubihi wa rasuli wa the al akhir wa took me the billahi khayrihi wa sharrihi. When the Prophet was asked in the same hadith, then inform me about Iman then. So he informed me about Islam, the outward actions. So he said, then tell me about Iman, true faith. So he said, it is that you truly believe in Allah and in His angels and in His books and in His messengers and in the last day and that you truly believe in Al-Qadr, free decree, the good of it and the bad of it. The Sheikh said, these are the inward actions. In other words, the actions of the heart, the beliefs of the heart. So the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa when he was asked about Islam, he gave the outward actions, the five pillars, outward actions. When he was asked about Iman, then he gave the inward actions, the six pillars of Iman of faith. 
In the footnote they mention the hadith, of course, the famous hadith of Jibreel, is reported by Muslim in his Sahih as hadith number one. From a hadith of Umar ibn al-Khattab, radiallahu Then Shaykh Farzan said, and Islam and Iman must be combined. So if only one of them is mentioned, then the other one enters within it. So if Iman alone is mentioned, Islam enters within it. And if Islam is mentioned, then Iman enters within it. In other words, the point that Sheikh is making here is making a distinction here. The point of the chapter, what we began with, is that with regard to what we can see, that we just see the people, we see what's apparent from the people outwardly. We see them outwardly submitting to Islam. And we don't know what's in their hearts. We don't know. So we judge that they're upon Islam. They believe. We don't know what's in their hearts, so we judge of what's apparent. That they're outwardly submitting, so they all enter, as far as we can see, within the fold of Islam, but all Muslims that we treat them as Muslims. But with regard to what's required actually, what's actually necessary, and what will benefit on the day of resurrection, then it will be that Islam, which is not just outward submission, Islam accompanied by belief in the heart. As for the Islam of the hypocrites, then that will not benefit on the day of resurrection. It may benefit them in this world, but it will not benefit them on the day of resurrection. Rather, the Islam that's required is Islam, and what we have to have is Islam, which has along with it Iman, belief. And we have to have Iman, which has Islam along with it, submission from the things along with it, both. So that's the point the Sheikh is making here. As he said, there must be Islam and Iman, and must be combined. So if one of them is mentioned in, in a text, if one of them is mentioned, then the other enters within it. So if Iman alone is mentioned, Islam enters with it. I mean, automatically, if we find a text that mentions Islam, already it automatically covers Islam as well. It includes that. And if we find a text mentioning Islam, automatically it means Islam along with Iman, along with the beliefs. Both are automatic. And he said, and therefore they say, people of knowledge say, Islam and Iman, if they come together, then they separate. Meaning, as I said, with regard to their meaning. Al Islam wa Imanu idha ijtama'a iftaraqa. Wa idha iftaraqa ijtama'a. This principle the scholars make that the word, the term Islam and the term Iman, if they come together, then they separate in meaning. Each has its own separate meaning. But when they are found separate, only one's found in the text. Then they come together. Each one of them will have the meaning of both. Meaning in meaning. He said, just like, he gives an example, just like the case of al-faqir, the poor person, and al-miskeen, the, the destitute person. If they are mentioned together, meaning in a text, then the faqir, the poor person, he ha- it has one meaning, it has a certain meaning. And the word al-miskeen, the destitute person, that has a meaning, separate meaning. When only one of them is mentioned, then the other one enters within it. And if we find a text where a faqir is mentioned, just faqir, automatically it means one who is faqir and one who is miskeen. Or if we find a text 
Whereas the miskeen is mentioned automatically, it means both, it covers both. If they both occur together in a text, faqir and miskeen, then they both have a separate meaning. In the footnote there, he mentioned, or they mentioned, you can refer here to much more fatawa of Shaykh al-Islam, Ibn Taymiyyah, volume 7, page 551. Anyway, Shaykh Razan then moves on to explain the next point, or the next part of this point, he said, he's saying, وَأُمَّتُ مُحَمَّدٍ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهُ وَسَلَّمْ فِيهَا مُؤْمِنُونَ مُسْلِمُونَ فِي أَحْكَامِهِمْ وَمَوَارِثِهِمْ وَذَبَائِحِهِمْ وَالصَّلَاةِ عَلَيْهِمْ And the nation of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in it, in this world are believers and Muslims with regard to their rulings and with regard to their inheritance and with regard to the, the animals that they slaughter and with regard to the prayer and the funeral prayer over them Shaykh Razan said the nation of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam are Muslims believers mu'minun Muslims and believers because whoever is a believer a mu'min then he will be a Muslim automatically he will be a Muslim whereas whoever is a Muslim meaning one who is submitting outwardly to Islam, to Islam whoever is a Muslim then he may be a believer a mu'min but he may be a hypocrite Munafiq. however as for correct Islam then it must have Iman along with it even if it is a small amount again the chef is making the point that with regard to what, how we're supposed to judge we judge people what's apparent we don't try and dig into the heart and find is he a true believer does he have Iman how can we know with regard to Iman, so if a person outwardly submits to Islam, then we have to judge him to be a Muslim. But as for what will benefit Islam, that will benefit on the day of resurrection, that it's Islam that has Iman along with it. As for the Islam of a, of a hypocrite, they will not benefit. In the next, next life, it will not benefit. So correct Islam, he said, it must have Iman, faith in the heart, along with it. The Shaykh said, in quoting the ayah, قالت الأعراب, آم قالت الأعراب آمنا قل لم تؤمنوا ولكن قولوا أسلمنا سورة الحجرات the 49th surah ayah 14 for the explanation the, the desert Arabs the Bedouins said we have believed say you are not believers but rather you should say أسلمنا we have submitted we have accepted Islam, we have submitted. Shaykh Razan said his saying, Fi ahkamihim wa mawarithihim, that the nation of Muhammad sallallahu in this world are treated as believers and Muslims with regard to their rulings and with regard to their inheritance. Shaykh said, The Muslim even if he is only such outwardly then he will have the ruling of the Muslims they will ally themselves to him they should ally themselves to him and if he dies they should wash him and shroud him 
and pray, pray the funeral prayer over him and bury him in the graveyard of the Muslims. And whilst he is alive, they should love him and ally, ally themselves with him. And they have mercy amongst themselves. And they behave as brothers between themselves. This is the nation of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa who said, مَثَلُ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ فِي تَوَادِّهِمْ وَتَرَاحُمِهِمْ وَتَعَاطُفِهِمْ كَمَثَلَ الْجَسَدِ الْوَاحِدِ إِذَا اشْتَكَى مِنْهُ عُضْوًا تَدَاعَى لَهُ سَائِرُ الْجَسَدِ فِي السَّهَرِ وَالْحُمَّةِ The Prophet وسلم, said, The likeness of the believers with regard to their mutual love and mutual mercy and mutual compassion is the likeness of a single body. If one part of it has a complaint, then the rest of the body suffers sleeplessness and feverishness on account of it. In footnote, they mentioned this hadith is reported by Al-Bukhari in his Sahih. And the correct reference there should be hadith number 6001. 6001. And reported by Muslim in his Sahih, as Hadith 2586, as a Hadith of Nuqman ibn Bashir, then Shaykh Bazan quotes a second Hadith in this regard. He said, The Prophet said, the believer to the believer is just like a solid structure each part of which supports the rest and he interlaced his fingers in the footnote they mentioned this hadith is reported also by al-Bukhari and the correct reference there is hadith number 481 and reported by Muslim in his Sahih hadith 2585 from the hadith of Abu Musa radiallahu anhu Abu Musa al-Ash'ari radiallahu anhu <coughs> Shaykh Razan said so they are believers ikhwa innama al-mu'minuna ikhwa Surah al-Hujurat 49 Surah Ayah 10 with the explanation the believers are but brothers ikhwa Shaykh said brothers with regard to Iman Brothers in Iman, not in lineage. He said his saying, Wadabahim. Nation of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam are treated as Muslim uh, believers, Muslims. With regard to also their sacrificed meat, their slaughtered animals. Shaykh Razan said, The meat sacrificed by a Muslim is halal. Is lawful. Even if he is a fasiq, a sinner, as long as he is not exited from Islam, then the meat that he has slaughtered is halal, lawful, permissible. And the hypocrite also, if he slaughters a sacrifice, then we will, we will eat it based upon his being judged to be a Muslim. 
as long as it does not become clear that he is a hypocrite, Munafiq. As long as outwardly all we see from him, all that we know is he's a, he, outwardly he's a Muslim. And we don't know, inwardly, we don't know what's in his heart. We don't know that he's a hypocrite. As long as that's the case, when we judge him to be a Muslim, his sacrifice is lawful. Unless it becomes clear, he clearly manifests that he is a hypocrite, becomes clear, that's a different case. Shaykh Razan said, He the Most High said, Illa ma dakkaytum, such ma'idah, the fifth surah, ayah three. For the explanation, except for that which you slaughter. Except for that which you, plural, slaughter. Shaykh said, This is an address to the Muslims. So in other words, the Muslims, the meat that they slaughter is lawful for us. And he made permissible for us the sacrifices of the Ahlul Kitab, of the people of the book. He the Most High said, وَتَعَامُ الَّذِينَ أُوتُوا الْكِتَابَ حَلُّونَ لَكُمْ Surah Al-Ma'idah, the fifth surah, ayah five. With explanation, and the meat of those who are given the scripture is lawful for you. Shaykh Razan said, meaning the sacrificed animals because they sacrifice upon the legislated manner in accordance with what they have from the scripture. <coughs> and as for the animals sacrificed by the idolaters, idol worshippers, and the kuffar, the disbelievers, and the atheists, and the apostates, then we do not eat that. We do not eat that. Because it is a sacrifice of a disbeliever, a kafir. And it is impure. Because the sacrifice of a disbeliever is mater, is carrion, is just dead meat. So it is impure on account of, dis- of the disbelief. On account of the disbelief of the person who sacrificed it. Since it is affected by the one who sacrifices it. So it will be foul, because the one who slaughtered it is foul, and it is affected by him. And the fact that Allah the Majestic and Most High has permitted for us the slaughtered meat of the people of the book, specifically, this is a proof that the slaughtered meat of other than them is forbidden. His saying was salati alayhim and with regard to the prayer over them in the funeral prayer they're still the nation of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa are to be treated as being believers Muslims also with regard to the prayer over them in the funeral prayer over them Shaykh Fawzan said the prayer is performed over every Muslim even if he was a sinner and a disobedient one or a hypocrite who did not, not make his hypocrisy apparent as long as he did not exit from Islam. I mean, any person who is upon Islam doesn't do that which necessitates he's left Islam as far as we can see. Then we treat him in this way. We pray over him when he dies. And the prayer is performed for him. And supplication is made for him. And forgiveness is sought for him. And his Muslim close relatives inherit from him. Or rather, he inherits. Firstly, he inherits from his close 
Muslim relative. And his close Muslim relative inherits from him. Then the Shaykh said, He's saying, وَلَا نَشْهَدُ لِأَحَدٍ بِحَقِيقَةِ الْإِيمَانِ حَتَّى يَأْتِيَ بِجَمِيعِ شَرَائِنِ الْإِسْلَامِ And we do not bear witness for anyone that he is a true believer unless he fulfills all of the duties of Islam. Shaykh Fawazan said, meaning, لَا نُزَكِّ أَحَدًا we do not declare anyone pure such that we say so and so is a mu'min, so and so is a believer because bearing witness for him that he is a believer, a mu'min is a witness that he may not be deserving of in other words when we bear witness we should bear witness in truth and here if we bear witness that he is a believer and he is a believer in his action he is a believer in his heart, a true believer how can we know? as Shaykh said it may be a, it may be a witness that he is not deserving of. And therefore, when a man said to the Prophet wasallam, give something to so-and-so because he is a believer, then he wasallam, said, our Muslim, or he is a Muslim. Then he said, the person said, give so-and-so because, give something to so-and-so in some wealth. Give to so-and-so because he is a believer. From the, from the booty give him something because he is a believer so he sallallahu alayhi wa said our Muslim or he is a Muslim in a footnote they mention this hadith is reported by Bukhari and they give a correct reference hadith number 27 also reported by Muslim as hadith 150 as a hadith of Sa'ad bin Abi Waqqas radiallahu anhu Shaykh Bazan commented upon this hadith and said, So the Prophet ﷺ, he intended by this that the person should not declare someone to be pure, and pure and perfect. And by saying he's a believer, he's full, he's a believer, that's it. He shouldn't do that. He said, rather he should apply the general term to him and say he is a Muslim one who, who outwardly is submitting that's what it should be said he is a Muslim and he may be a Muslim who is firm upon Islam and he may be a Muslim who has sins and acts of disobedience and deficiencies and he may be a hypocrite so you should not bear witness for him with completeness if you say he's a believer, that's he's complete. Complete in his Islam, and he's a believer, and that's it. We shouldn't do that. As a side point here, before moving on to the next uh, phrase, and with regard to this phrase here, وَلَا نَشْهَدُ لِأَحَدٍ بِحَقِيقَةِ الْإِيمَانِ Literally, that we do not bear witness for anyone with the full reality of Iman. The Sheikh, Sheikh Salih ibn Sa'ad al-Suhaymi, Hafizullah, he said, what he means here by Hakikatul Iman, the reality of Iman, means Al Imanul Kamil. You shouldn't bear witness for anyone that, of, that he has complete Iman, meaning that he's a complete believer. That's what it means. That's what Shaykh Al-Ghazan said. He said, he's saying, فَإِنْ قَصَّرَ فِي شَيْءٍ مِنْ ذَلِكْ كَانَ نَافِصَ الْإِيمَانَ حَتَّى يَتُوبُ So if he neglects, Anything from that, 
then he will be deficient in Iman unless and until he repents Sheikh Farzan said the Aqeedah, the creed and belief of the Ahlul Sunnah wal Jama'ah is that sins even if they are major sins kabair, as long as they are less than shirk then they do not cause the Muslim to exit from Islam or they do not let me put it another way they do not exit him from the dom- domain of Iman rather he will be a believer a mu'min in accordance with his Iman a sinner in accordance with the level of his major sin and if a Muslim guilty of major sin let me say that he is a believer he is still a believer in accordance with the level of his Iman and, but he is a sinner in accordance with the level of his sin or you say in a different way of saying it who are mu'minun naqisul iman he is a believer who is deficient in iman then Shaykh Razan said he's saying wa'lam anna imanahu ila Allahi ta'ala tamal imani aw naqisal iman and know that his iman is left to Allah the most high whether he is complete in iman or deficient in iman Shaykh said meaning we accept from him what is apparent and we entrust his hidden state to Allah he's saying إِلَّا مَا أَظْهَرَ لَكَ مِنْ شَرَائِئِ الْإِسْلَامِ unless he manifests to you unless he openly shows to you neglect of the duties of Islam Shaykh Fazan said meaning unless he commits something which nullifies a person's Islam and from them is to neglect, the religi- to neglect to abandon the religious duties of Islam so then you would judge that he is guilty of apostasy just as if he abandoned the prayer deliberately or if he spoke with a word of disbelief such as abusing Allah or abusing the messenger or abusing the religion of Islam for then you would judge that he is guilty of ridda apostasy in accordance with what has become apparent so whoever manifests something which nullifies Islam along with removal of any valid excuse and removal of any preventing factors and is he muta'awwil? Is he misinterpreting something? Is he getting something, a wrong understanding, a misinterpretation? Is that the problem? Or is he just blindly following someone else? Or is he jahil? Is he one who is just totally ignorant? Was he angry? Sasha has mentioned all these preventing factors. If it would prevent you giving that judgment upon him. So all of those have to, if they're removed, he said, for in that case, and if all of that is removed or he said, if, that is, if any of that is there any of these preventive acts are there he said so in which case he will not be judged to be an apostate along with these preventing factors and to, to declare someone even if he commits something say the word of disbelief and still there needs to be, I think he's got no valid excuse, 
and there's no preventing factor that prevents that ruling being applied. As the Sheikh said, give the examples there. Is he a person who's falsely inter- misinterpreting? He thinks it's correct way of understanding something, but it's false. He's not always. He's falsely. He's misinterpreting something. Or is he just blindly following someone else? Someone else tells him this is Islam. Islam says this, so he just says the same. Or is he just a jahil? He's absolutely ignorant. Like someone just became Muslim, ignorant. Or was he angry when he said it? He said to such anger that he couldn't control what came out of his mouth. If any of those are present, then that needs to be taken care of before a judgment is passed upon him that he's an apostate.